At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he swings. Hits it high. And deep. And gone. Still going. It's the call-up from the Arizona Fall League, at least on my end. Jack, you're an indie. I've seen a couple indie players, so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm Aram Layton. We are going to be talking about just everything that I've seen over the last week or so, and then also our last several days would be more accurate, and then also kind of tease what we have ahead because I'm excited to get some more sound and conversations. The second we're done with this conversation, Jack, I'm heading out to a couple more games, going to sit down with a couple of players and get some of those interviews that we promised. Jack, you've been keeping up with the box scores and my Twitter feed. Uh, How's the Arizona Fall League looked from afar? Yeah, it looks great. It looks sunny. It it looks nice. It looks warm. It is... uh... See, 54 degrees in Indy, which is seasonably warm today. Um, I would much rather be at Camelback Ranch watching baseball. I would much rather be uh, in Mesa. Where where have you seen games so far? So you've been to the White Sox and Dodgers complex at Camelback. Where else have you been? I've been everywhere besides Mesa now, I believe. Really? And Mesa's today. Mesa is awesome. I love Sloan Park in Mesa. That is great. So you're going to enjoy that. I mean, if whoever's listening, if you haven't had a chance to get out to big league spring training before, whether it be Florida or Arizona, highly, highly recommend Mm -hmm. you going because you have um, more interaction with these players. Like if you are an autograph hunter and you're not an asshole, like, yeah, yeah. If if you're cool about it, like if you're cool about it, like, that was my favorite thing. My dad and I would go, um, you know, my whole family would go, but my dad made sure it was like, Hey, let's get there 90 minutes before first pitch. And, you know, let's go get your favorite Cubs or your favorite White Sox signatures in Arizona. It's a very easy place to do that. Cause they're so accessible. They're so loose and the ballparks, they're getting nicer and nicer. Oh, man. they're, they're amazing. The ball, the, the complex, the ballparks are amazing. It's a really cool place to just take in ball games. And I grew up in South Florida going to, you know, Jupiter and that I love the vibe there. It's like the sunny Florida. They lean into like, you know, that kind of vibe there. And then here it's, 
it's just nice and new. You, you get the desert feel to it too, uh, but uh, with a more modern spin on it. But yeah, I mean, the fall league, I would encourage anybody to go out to, even if you're not a, I mean, I, I guess anybody listening to this is going to be a prospector, uh, but I was going to say, even if you're not the biggest of prospect, you know, followers, uh, it, there's, it's just good baseball and it's, you can go down to the first row and take it all in and, Again, the accessibility is crazy. I mean, Jason Dominguez is talking to kids in the on deck circle. It's just something that you don't really get to see in baseball. It's still high level. It's still intense, but it's also laid back. I don't know how they balance the two, but the fall league has found a way to do it. Yeah. So the way that I think people should view the fall league is the same way that people should view the the Cape Cod baseball league. Yeah. Cape Cod, you've got the best college baseball players in America playing on like high school fields, pretty much. And, and you can go you know, post up a lawn chair and sit right off the chain link backstop and watch a kid throw 98 miles an hour, which is such a unique experience. The Arizona Fall League, if you get out there, I mean, Jordan Walker has the most prodigious power in all of minor league baseball, and you can sit there and watch him. And the thing is, if you don't know who a Tyler Hardman is or you don't know who a Mason Hour is, you can still go and say, wow, that kid's really good. I yeah. bet there's something written up about him. And chances are, yes, like you you Google his name and it's like, oh, this is the number 10 prospect in the race system. That type yeah. of thing. And that was the really fun thing for me is, you know, I'm up in the first row and as we kind of segue into Jordan Walker specifically, because that's what I want to start with is you're sitting in the first row, you move down. I was just trying to get video up there through the net. And again, you can follow along on my Twitter at arm wait and eight to, to, to catch those videos. And you know, the, the people around me, some are fans that are very knowledgeable of who everybody is. And a lot are just people that like baseball and are taking it in telling me stories about watching Aaron judge play out here and, you know, watching Evan Longoria or whoever else, you know, play out there. And, um, uh, just asking me, you know, why, why are you filming this guy so much? What's the deal? I was like, well, first of all, look at him. Second yeah. of all, um, you know, just giving them the lowdown. And and that's the coolest thing is as I'm talking about this, I'm realizing, you know, you're watching in any given game, several MLB all-stars, potentially MVP candidates. And you never know, maybe even a Hall of Famer or two from this group of, of all the games I've seen. I think Trout and Harper are on the same Arizona Fall League team. Yeah, I believe so. Once upon a time. Yo, it's unbelievable. And and I mean, I think the way we look at this this Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, like that whole team as well is uh, just another example of that. But I want to lead off with Walker because Walker's a guy who I've watched. I can't imagine how many hours of video um, and diving into the data and, and just continuing to watch and watch and watch because one, he's so much fun Two, He's one of the best prospects in baseball and three, uh, it, you just never know what he's going to do. Meaning like he might hit one four sixty. He might end up hitting a triple and you see the speed and it's like, Whoa, people forget how fast this guy is, which by the way, he stole third yesterday. But what really impresses me with Walker is the way he commands his at bats. I mean, this guy looks like a big leaguer already. Um, you rarely see him take ridiculously bad swings. You rarely see him chase. The only thing that stood out to me during the regular season was the good sliders. That's where you would see him sometimes not quite find a way to make the adjustment. I watched him line a shot right back up the middle on a slider from Sandy Gaston, who you know is not great command wise, but the stuff is good. It was a slider that was breaking away from him. He stayed back and drove it back up the box. You could see a concerted effort to, to stay on the baseball more, which was my concern. And there's a backside double that I know you saw on my Twitter, Jack, that just really stood out to me. He took a fastball middle away, let it travel and went the other way into right center. 
And it was just such a beautiful swing. Uh, I talked to some players, both on his team and, and not on his team after the game, not on recording, just, just briefly in passing conversation. And it's pretty unanimous that Jordan Walker is the most impressive guy out here. Uh, everybody comes away like up. Uh, that's a guy I'm going to talk about for a long time saying, Oh yeah, I played with Walker back then. Or, Oh yeah. I remember seeing Walker, you know, in the fall league, he's that guy for this league. And there's no doubt about it. You know, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times, um, but, but guys that corner infielders are scared of, you know <laughs> what I mean? It, uh, and we've talked about it with like Vladdy Jr. And, and I see the same thing with Matt Olson. I think Matt Olson, first baseman, should be terrified when Matt Olson is up because he has such a long thumping swing that if he barrels a ball on the ground, you should be like jumping out of the way of a stung ground ball. And that's how I feel about Jordan Walker. I, I think infielders, you feel like you're too close to Jordan Walker while he's hitting right now. And, and that's the vibe that I'm getting from some of these videos that you've tweeted and and yesterday you tweeted a slow-mo video of the side view of him front side view and you know you are so much more swing technical than <laughs> I am but something that jumps out to me about this guy is he's so big he's so strong and his ability to just get his momentum going a little bit like there's this teensy drift back and then there's this push forward it feels like all of his weight is working to hit the ball 150 miles an hour. It's judging, man. It really is the way that he's able to create that, that momentum, but also keep it in a box, right? Like he's yeah. not moving that much. He's not, there's not a lot of extraneous movement. He's such a good athlete. And that's the coolest part is being able to see these guys up close in slow-mo, get those open side looks, get the looks from behind home plate, get to see everything. Um, I come away now with Jordan Walker and I'm like, man, maybe we were too low on him at eight in our top 100. The one thing though, that did contribute to him being at eight and, and really is, is not a long-term concern, but the outfield, yeah. <laughs> it's not there yet. That's okay. Yeah. That's I don't okay. give a shit, but like, if we're looking at it from like a pure, you know, prospect standpoint, like if we're comparing him to guys that are, you know, five tool dudes. He, it's going to come. The arm is crazy, but he still, he still looks really rough out there. And if we learned anything from yesterday, if Jordan Walker hits 300 with 30 bombs, he'll still be a gold glove finalist. Oh yeah, right? of course. That's all, that's all you need. Look at Juan Soto. There's the inspiration. Yeah. Um, that, that was a great tweet from you. Um, Mason Wynn looked, looked really solid. He just seems slightly sped up compared to Walker. And that's the amazing thing. Mason, when we we've talked about what he did, another Cardinals prospect shortstop phenomenal year this, this year in, in climbing quickly as one of the younger players at the level in double a and, and put up good numbers. Uh, but when, and he's, he's hit really well so far, it was a little bit more you know difficult competition in the game. I was at his numbers in the fall league are fantastic. Um, but it's just amazing when you're looking at a Mason Wynn who's hitting over 300 in the fall league, producing, had a great year. And there's a tangible difference in the way that Walker and Wynn are commanding their at-bats, which is which is pretty nuts. Uh, Wynn, Wynn is going to be really freaking good. But what, what stood out to me in the couple games I've seen from those two guys, and I don't want to draw like a crazy conclusion from those two games, but it, it's more of just how their takes look, how comfortable they look. Jordan Walker is closer to, and this isn't a knock on win. This is two guys that I thought, you know, are pretty close in their development. Walker is going to debut really soon. Uh, I think that's, and that's why he's here. 
it, for the Cardinals to feel even more confident about this. Wynn's going to get there. He's not far away, but Wynn is like, I had a schedule already. It was just really fun seeing those guys back to back in the lineup. And I'm like, Walker's going to debut really freaking soon. So uh, he was in double A this year. Walker was and, and Walker mashed in double A. Is this like elevated double A? Like, is this is this the stop between double and triple? And he gets a cup of coffee and triple. And then, you know what? It's time, man. I, I yeah, I, I don't think he needs to spend much time in triple. I like really May don't. 1st, it's defense. Think- it's just, just the defense. I, I don't even care about the bat. Like, I, I think the bat's good. Like, he's going to sliders might give him some trouble. He'll get it. He'll adjust. He already looks like he's making a tangible adjustment to that. Should be does fine. he does he come into 2023 with a carbon copy scenario that that Nolan Gorman had in 2022, where this is a guy that is incredibly young for the level. Mm-hmm. If he hits, he's going to hit his way to the big leagues in May. And he'll stick. And the he'll difference stick. is he'll stick. Yeah. yeah. And that was the thing. The speed too really stood out to me. I saw him swipe third and uh, the jump he got, the way he can motor was really impressed with him. Um, was Real say, quick on win. Where do you think Wynn spends the year next year in double again? I think, I think they send him to triple wow. and they say, you know, grow deal wow. with because he, he still is really advanced and, and the glove is phenomenal. And it, the thing with him is it's not a matter of being purely overmatched. It's just like, he's one little tweak away. Uh, the swing looks a little bit off from where I saw it in the regular season. He could be tired. He could you know, just be a little bit in between right now um, from the couple games I saw. But I mean, this is somebody that I think he can start the year in triple. If he struggles, let him play the whole season there. He'll, he'll, he'll work through it. And, and I don't think he'll struggle, to be honest, because we saw him really hit the ground or not hit the ground running, started a little slow and double and then really got going through the rest of the season. And, and that's what I think he, he's going to do in triple as well. Damn. How about it? I want to talk about Yason. Yason. Yeah. yeah. Jason Dominguez, dude. Um, well, first of all, uh, one moment that I really liked, I, I called you about this. We were talking about it. And, um, you know, this was these, we talk about the, the, the autograph Hawks and I'm all for it. Like get your autographs. Like if you go about uh, it the right way, if you're doing it the right way, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not all for it. If you're a, a jackass and no. you've got this sleeve of like 30 that you need. No, to no, exactly. No, I was just talking about this with Matt, Matt Mervis. And Mervis was like, I'll sign something for anybody, but I've had repeat guys. And it's gotten to the point for me where I'm like, I'm not going to just let you just, just make me sign 30 things and make money off of me. Like, it's just, it's, it's like not fair to the players. And, you know, I, I think when we're looking at what Henry Davis came out and said too with, with, with the autograph there. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of bothersome people out there that are just trying to get them to sign things in mass. And that's just not how it should be. Uh, and I know players are a little frustrated with that side of it, but if you do it the right way, and if you're just kind and ask them to sign a baseball and move on, um, go ahead and do it. But Jason Dominguez is everybody wants a piece of him, right? Every single human on earth wants because he's an not a human. He's a Martian. Because he's not a human. He's a Martian. Um, and he was on deck, and, and these these kids are like, Jason, 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 can, can you sign for us after the game? And you know, he stares at them for like three seconds to mess with them, and then he smiles. Those braces, you know, showing, and just goes, see. And and I just was like, that 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 was uh that was cool. That was nice. And um, he seems very kind of a distant from all of the hype is, is kind of what I got from that. And he does walk in really well, but on, on a pure baseball standpoint, this guy looks like it. And we've talked about it, different player. 
different player from what I saw in low a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, really comfortable in the box. The the power is ridiculous. I mean, his flyouts were impressive to me where it's just like 40,000 feet in the air. And you're like, geez, he just missed that. But he turned on a double that I, I put that video out too. That was just so impressive. Middle end, just uncorked on it. You saw the wheels. You could see a little bit of everything in his game so far. Didn't I, didn't get to see the righty swing, which I'm more, you know, not as, not as high on as the lefty swing. But man, the lefty swing looks freaking good. So we just spent the better part of the morning talking about how unbearable the the Yankee uh, excuses are. And, you know, that kind of bleeds into the unlikability of a lot of these Yankees. Um, Aaron Judge, incredibly likable. Yes. Garrett Cole, very unlikable. Yeah. Um, Donaldson, very unlikable. Yeah. Here's the thing about. A lot of these young Yankees, though, and, and Yankee fans are the ones that really hurt um, the the Yankee case, because if you look at each individual in a vacuum, I love what Oswaldo Cabrera does. Oh, he's I awesome. love what Peraza does. Mm-hmm. Huge fan, obviously, of Nestor Cortez. And even with the excuses, I love watching Seve pitch. Jason Dominguez is going to be like I, I'm not going to say like judge, like production wise, I'm saying he's going to be like judge where he is the quiet, really likable New York Yankee. Yep. And it's fun because at this point last year, you're obviously not rooting against him, but you're not actively rooting for Jason Dominguez to succeed because of these insane expectations and Yankee fans running him into the ground saying, I wouldn't trade him for Shohei Otani's Yeah, like, whatever it was. Um, but I mean, now I find myself rooting really hard for Jason Dominguez. A hundred percent. And that's why I wrote that story earlier in the season and seeing him, you know, on the field from a pure baseball standpoint, extremely talented, extremely talented. Is he the most talented prospect we've ever seen? No. Um, is he one of the best players on the field every single time he steps on the field in the minors? Absolutely. Oftentimes the best player on the field, but for example, I went to the game yesterday. He was not the best player on the baseball field. He was one of the three best players on the field, but Jordan Walker was the best player on that baseball field. So the the, the thing though, that I, that stands out with me with, with Jason Dominguez is it, he didn't ask for all the hype, right? And you, and you can kind of see that you can see a guy that carries himself. Well, I love the way that he goes about his business. Uh, he, he failed a challenge uh, on one of the challenge calls, just like laughing it off, but like not in like a, I don't care away, just like having fun with the guys on the field. Like it, it just seems like he is a, uh, he is the guy that can handle the big spotlight. And when you go from the baseball side of things, the lefty swing I've fallen in love with. And Colby Olson texted me, uh, you know, our analytics guy. Uh, he's like, do you see Beltron in that swing? And there is a little bit of Beltron in there. I, I can't lie. There is a little bit, of, a little bit more movement, but he is, yeah. he has quieted it down a lot. Um, there's some Beltron in that lefty swing. I really wanted to see the righty swing. I hope I can catch it today. Um, I missed a game or two earlier because he was feeling under the weather. Uh, but yeah, I, I am so in on the swing. I think the athleticism is starting to shine more in his game. And I didn't get a chance to see too many reads out there in the outfield, but I know from the video I've seen, they've gotten a lot better. 
this is somebody that could debut next year, man. I, that's what I've come away with from this is you know, I, I thought it was a possibility after catching up on what he did this year and then seeing the way he commanded his at-bats against, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt versus who they are facing. Yeah. But these were some good arms that we saw in this game. There's no in between in the fall league. You're going to get some really bad arms. You're going to get some arms that are, you know, really, really Disgusting. solid. Yeah. And, and, his ABs against some of the more talented arms earlier in the game and some difficult relievers looked really comfortable. And there were some tough takes I really liked. That is a far cry from where Dominguez was before. Uh, he is a Salt River Rafter or he's a Mesa Solar Sock? Mesa Solar Sock. Here we go. So he saw, who did he see? Goddard. Goddard was tough. Was. Yeah, Goddard was tough, I thought. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jackson Goddard, 25 year old, uh, who started this game, Patrick, Chad, Patrick. I've never yeah, heard of him. He, he was not easy either. I, I, a lot of these guys too, they, they didn't turn in good outings, but it was cause the lineup in Mesa is ridiculous. And then the lineup in Mesa is really tough. Matt Mervis had a couple really solid hits. Yeah. I want to jump to Mervis now. Um, he, you, I, I see here he had to go the other way on a fastball. Um, that's because he was incredibly late and he can't handle fastballs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Word on the street is Matt Mervis can't hit fastballs, um, which is is funny because if you look at it, the write up on just baseball.com, Matt Mervis had a 1100 OPS against fastballs this season. Um, he's played 150 games this year. He is a little bit fatigued and he is still producing like still legitimately producing at a high level. Um, Mervis said it best. He said, I had a day off yesterday and I woke up and still felt crappy. Like he's just tired. <laughs> he's tired. Like, and they all are. A lot of these guys are, cause a lot of these guys have not played nearly this many games. Um, and Mervis is staying locked in. He is, he is at bat to look really good. There's some times where, yeah, you can see like a, a little bit of that, like oh, fastball snuck on him a little bit. So I can see why Keith law came away with that because there, there's a couple times where these guys are sneaking it in there, but like he's barreled up fastballs in, in the games I've seen, including a hard hit fastball the other way. Uh, that was a line shot to score Dominguez. What I like about Mervis is he doesn't need to Homer to produce. And I think I, that we're seeing this, it, we've seen it all year in the fall league in the early parts, it was home runs that have really, you know, were leading the way for him. But in the several games I've seen, it's been base hits the other way. It's been base hits up the middle. Uh, he is a guy that can just put bat on ball. It's not just sell out for the power. And that's really what stood out to me with this follow-up look at Mervis as well. Yeah. So the, the thing that jumps out to me about a lot of these guys that have great years and, um, you know, it's it's almost like a flip gets switched. And yeah, some guys can say, oh, I, I see the ball like a beach ball. OK, that's the common cliche. Um, the other thing is guys just know how to lock in when mm -hmm. they step into the batter's box. And it feels like Matt Mervis kind of unlocked that and, and he can flip that switch where as soon as he digs his his back foot into the left side of the batter's box, I mean, he is just locked. He's going to give you a good at bat. He's going to give yeah. you a good at bat. I mean, and that's, that's really seeing everything. That's what stands out to me is this guy has figured out what works for him. I'm sure he'll have his slumps in his career, but he's figured out what works for him swing wise, approach wise, and he sticks with it. 
And, and that's the thing is, 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 you know, we'll talk to him in a few weeks and, you know, you'll get to hear a little bit more from him on this stuff, but you know, that was a big thing for him. It's just not overanalyzing, finding what works and sticking with it. And you're seeing that even here in the fall league, a guy that hit 40 home runs now on this year is still going the other way for base hits in the first inning of game 150, you know, and, and that's what really stands out to me is that ability to lock in, which actually segues me to somebody that I really want to sing the praises for Jack. And I think you're going to like this one because I have been hard on this guy. I think you're going to know where I'm going with this one. I've been as hard on this guy as any prospect, I think in baseball. Um, who do you think I'm going to be talking about in a second here? Hitter. Yep. I don't know. Austin Martin. <laughs> yeah. So take Austin Martin's numbers with a grain of salt, because this is the thing about Austin Martin. He will pulverize or I, no, I wouldn't even say pulverize. It's the wrong word. He will outclass any lower level pitching. We knew that, you know, we knew that uh, he double a play hitter when he was at Vandy. Yes, correct. But the problem is, is he, he is the level like he was exactly what he is now when he was a Vandy, basically he hasn't gotten much better, uh, but I do see a different Austin Martin at the plate and, and you look at the numbers, of course, hitting 474 uh, through the first 10 games or so. But what, what really stands out to me with Martin is there's more bat speed there. He's made some slight adjustments with his setup uh, that I think have allowed him to tap into a little bit more juice. And, you know, he's a guy that, you really appreciate the gamer that he is when you see him in person. When I'm watching clips and when I'm sorting through hundreds of at bats in which I'm only seeing pitch swing, and then maybe a little bit of him running, whatever. I don't get to see all the little things that Austin Martin does. Yeah. And Austin Martin does all the little things that said, I stand by a lot of my concerns in regards to where he was previously ranked as a prospect. And that's all I was getting at. I always thought Austin Martin was going to be a big leaguer. I just, how good of a big leaguer that's still out. You know, I think, I think it, that's still out to be decided here, yeah. but there's one play that stands to like just far and away from me that, that really stood out to me with Austin Martin. And I think this is what's going to allow him to, to always squeeze out a little extra value for his team and always give you a little bit more and, and just contribute more than to what you're going to see in the box score. This guy yeah. took 95 to the ribs. He goes down for like a five, 10 second count. He gets up, Goes to first base. He's just, you know, feeling it. You could tell first pitch swipe second base just goes. And I'm like, that is, that is, I just love that. Um, And that's what he's been doing all fall, like stealing bases, grinding out at bats, getting on base. He struck out two times only so far in 40 something plate appearances. He's a grinder. It's just how much value can he provide with the stick is the question. And I think he's, you know, improved in that regard against this lesser competition. I don't know if we're going to fully have that answer though, Jack, until we see him in, in double or triple a again next season. Yeah. I think he's going to start again in double, which, which is tough for him. Um, Yeah. I, I don't have any takeaways on Austin Martin personally. Like I, I, I saw the video of him getting 95 to the ribs and and going. So like, I appreciate the grinder mentality. I appreciate the, you know, hustler mentality, but um, you know, sub 700 OPS this year really hurts. And uh, he's got to correct that. And I, the fall league is a nice start. How do you parlay that into the 2023 minor league season? I think is a massive, massive question. I want to move you to Sable. Because that's yeah. a guy that I really liked, Blake uh-huh. Sable. Um, you go you first. Saw him, you saw him at a Grand Slam, man. I mean, so 
his power output was great. And, and this is a guy who was menacing out on the Cape when I saw him. And, and he was a USC guy, just a big catcher, corner outfielder. He's still a catcher, corner outfielder. And I think the Pirates have something really good here with Sable and Andy Rodriguez. They're so mobile. And you've got Sable, you've got Andy, and you can play Andy at second base. You can play Andy in left field. You can play Sable in one of the corners um, and have Henry Davis catch. Like, that's the long-term outlook here. But Blake Sable is, is a big league hitter. Um, yeah. He was good in Altoona. He got to Indy and turned into a really good AAA outing. And um, tell you what, man, I mean, that that grand slam in the fall league, like I've seen a lot of batted balls look like that from Blake Sable already. And I've only, you know, seen him in person for about a month. Dude, he hits the ball hard. I was I was really impressed, but I was expecting more of like the the long swing hope he catches it out front or hope he catches a hanger uh that kind of power he's a good hitter uh he's a he's a pretty good hitter uh that was what stood out to me six four he's long and i was expecting the swing to be long it's it's not that long uh i really think this is a big league piece here like you said he hits lefties competently but I, I see a platoon guy here, a guy that, you know, and he's going to get the, the bulkier part of the platoon. I don't know. I don't know anything about where he can play elsewhere. All I can speak to is what I saw behind the dish where I think he's fringy, but I think he's good enough. Um, I'll tell you, he plays a decent corner outfield there. Then, then I really like him as a platoon guy because the bat, I, I can speak to that. I really liked the swing. Of course he had a grand slam, but it wasn't just that. I, I look at Blake Hunt. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought he was going to be like, you know, Ray's prospect, Blake Hunt, catcher, long swing, but when he catches it, he crushes it. Um, Sable's shorter than I thought he would be, and he he goes up the middle well. He goes the other way well, and then the pull side power is really impressive. Uh, this is a big league bat, like you said. I don't know where they're going to fit him in because I'll tell you what, Henry Davis looks really good behind the dish. So the Pirates have a really interesting situation here between Sable, who's emerged and forced himself into the Pirates plan. Andy Rodriguez, who has done the same threefold. And then you have Henry Davis, who's your number one overall pick. So they're the trouble in paradise with three catching prospects here. But the good news is Sable and Andy can play other positions and even kind of furthering that. Henry Davis's receiving looks as good as I've ever seen it. Wow. Okay. Good to know, man. I mean, he needed to make strides in that department, right? We know he's got one of the strongest arms in baseball, regardless of level already. When he was at Louisville, he had a better arm than like half of the major league catchers. Yep. Um, and, and that's why he went 1-1 and it wasn't blasphemous. Yes, he was an under slot guy, but he went 1-1. I liked, I liked, I, I thought he was, could have been a full slot 1-1 guy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and Davis, you know, what's the question? The question was... How does he handle his staff? Um, how does he receive? And durability, because he's going to be a high OBP guy. He's going to hit his homers. Um, I guess the question would be bat to ball, even though that wasn't a question at Louisville. Professional baseball and college baseball are different beasts. Yeah. Um, I think the question was receiving and durability. Yeah. And I think I think those two things I can't answer durability receiving looks really good. I love how hard he works behind the dish. You can just really see it. And he's intense. And I like the way he works with pitchers. I, everything I saw, I liked. So I, I'm in on, on Davis, the catcher, the arm. That's not been a question. And yeah. it, it's just really about 
which is crazy because we, we thought it would be the, 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 the converse here is how consistent is he going to be with the bat? And I think that was the safer of the two going into this. And and I still think he's going to find a way to, you know, find the consistency with the bat, even though the swing is unorthodox, uh, He's going to figure it out. And I think he's going to turn into an above average catcher uh, at the big league level uh, after what I saw. I, I don't want to over, you know, overstep with the takeaways. But when you see just the concerted effort to receive better and grind behind the dish, it's hard not to to kind of get bit by that bug and, and get excited about what he's doing. I, I want to walk you through some guys rapid fire that I know that you saw and have some video on. So I'm just going to say their name and I'm going to open the floor to you for like 30 to 60 seconds. And then we'll move on to the next guy. Cool. Yeah. yeah and then I want to go, sorry, real quick. And then I want to go yeah. like some underrated guys that just like surprise me. Yes. Uh, Reese Hines with the Cincinnati Reds outfield prospect. I, I like what I see, man. I mean, look, there's, it's the same concerns. I mean, they're swing and miss. Sure. Not as bad as it was in the past. The power is prodigious. <laughs> you talk about you know Jordan Walker maybe having the best raw power. It's because he gets into it more. I think Reese Hines hits the ball harder. There's a home run derby here. I think I'm taking Reese Hines. <laughs> I'm serious. Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, Matt McClain, another Reds guy. We're going to go three Reds guys. Everything that I thought he was. Just in, in a good way. Just... Yeah. So tough to get out, uh, uses the whole field. I watch him go oppo for a hit. I watch him go up the middle. The speed is, is really visible. He's just a gamer like Austin Martin, but just better, you know? And, and that's, that's why I love him. It's, it's Austin Martin with a better bat. Um, I'm seeing a little bit of aggressive, you know, an aggressive approach that did him in a little bit in double a this year. Uh, but I, I think, I think that's something that he's going to rein in a little bit. I, I love what I saw. How about Noel V. Marte acquired in the Castillo deal? Number two Reds prospect. Yeah, um, man, I'd love for him to use the whole field for the love of God. <laughs> for the he's love what, of like a, I watched him. I watched pull rate guy. What? He's a 50 percent pull rate guy. More. No way. Like 52, 53, I think. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, man, he's even bigger than I thought because I've not seen him in person. Even bigger than I thought physical. He can run. He's, he's fast. I think he's almost a 60. He's probably 55 to 60 on the run tool. Um, bats to ball skills are great. And there was one thing that stood out to me. There was a dead, dead ball, um, you know, pitch clock waved off, but the pitcher still threw it. And he just like threw his hands at the ball, almost like fungo style and ripped a, a would have been double into the gap. And I was like, this guy's barrel control is so incredible. Just please use the whole field. That's the only thing that really stands out to me is he still wants to go pull side, but man, do those hands work well. Interesting. Okay. A uh, couple of A's guys that I want to mention. Ryan Cusick, pitcher that was acquired in the Matt Olson deal. I've been hard on Cusick. And I, when I did the, the fall league preview earlier, I was like, yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see much more than a reliever here. His stuff will gross. Uh, I still think there's major reliever risk, but the fastball breaking ball combination, that's big league bullpen right away. So that I'm solidified in that after seeing what I saw, you got a guaranteed big league reliever here. But I, I know there's still hope that he can get the command where it needs to be. Baseball world's going to find out about Lawrence Butler very, very soon. A's Lawrence Butler, huge fan of him. When I saw him in high A last year, I think this dude is a ball player. I'm I'm glad you saw him because I, I, I that's exactly what he is. He's a ball player, right? and I hate I hate using the generality like those terms, but he just fits the mold. He plays first. Where where was he playing when you saw him? Uh, first and right, I want to say. 
yeah, he can play both corners. He can play first. He's fast. Yeah. <laughs> he's a left he's a really first good athlete. who's fast. Um, he, he's, he's good. He needs to get more ABs. Uh, he's a classic, you know, candidate that I think was impacted by, you know, the, the, the lack of ABs in 2020. Uh, but I really like what I've seen. The swing is really smooth. Uh, the the power is there. It's just he's got to tap into it more consistently. But this is a well-rounded player that can play multiple spots that is above average speed, potential for above average power. I think he can be an average hitter. And I love the way he plays the game. I just love the way he attacks things. I, I see 2020 upside if he if he gets into everything. I, I totally am with you. And um, you know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Denzel Clark. Denzel Clark was oh. always like, he's the futures game guy. So like Denzel Clark is always going to be the Batman to Lawrence Butler's Robin because they will fill similar roles for the Oakland days. I think at some point, but I think that Lawrence Butler is the better, more ready baseball player than Denzel Clark is. Absolutely. And you can really see that as the two play uh, Clark is raw, but I watch him hit the crap out of the ball and I watch him run. Clark is one of the fastest guys I've seen on a baseball field. He's he, he's an NFL wide receiver playing baseball. Correct. He's built like like a, he's honestly built like a linebacker. Moves yeah. like a receiver. Uh, crazy power. Swing is just inconsistent and stiff, which happens when you're that strong. If he can find a way to loosen up a little bit, find a little bit more fluidity and, and shorten up, which I think he can get there. But man, is he tooled up? He's he might be the toolsiest guy in this league. Damn. That, that's high praise when you got Jason Dominguez in the league. I know. I know. I, I would take him in a race against Jason. I really would. Wow, that's crazy. And then one more guy that I want to ask you about, because we've already talked about him when we did the Brewers top 10, but Jefferson Carroll, I think is continuing oh. to sell you. Oh my gosh. He's a top 100 prospect. I, I wish we could rewrite it. He's a top 100 prospect. I don't even think his numbers are that good. Um, I haven't checked the numbers I'll out here. They're, they're probably not great. Uh, he's one of the youngest guys out here. But my goodness, is he a good catcher? He's Caro, throw, Go ahead. Eight, eight games so far. Caro is hitting 222, the 640 OPS. Yeah. Numbers aren't that great. Whatever. Um, I, I like his. I like what I've seen from the ABs. I, I really do. Uh, he, he. The only thing with him is this. He is the classic above average young hitter thing. He just turned 20 like a week ago, I think. They think they can hit everything, so they try to hit everything. And I'm not saying chase sliders in the dirt. I'm saying 1-0 fastball on the outer black. Why are you swinging at that for a ground ball to shortstop? You know, like the, it's some of those where it's like just learning when to just take those pitchers' pitches, learning when you you don't need to, you know, slightly expand the zone unless you really have to. There's a lot of hitters' counts that he's relinquishing because he's just wants to swing a lot, but he's got great bat to ball skills. He's got above average power, but what really has stood out to me is is behind the dish. Great receiver really good at limiting the run game, throwing from his knees. I think he's thrown out eight of the first 15 attempted base stealers out here. And that's with the bigger bags. He looks so good back there. And this looks like a really well-rounded catcher who's going to be an above average bat and above average defender and handles the staff. Well, that's one of the better catchers in baseball. If he continues on this track. Yeah. Uh, would be base stealers are seven for 15 against Jefferson Carroll so far. 
Yeah. So he's throwing out eight out of 15. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I'm watching it firsthand. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable how quick he is catching throw wise and the athleticism to throw from his knees. He is a really good catcher and he's going to be an above average hitter. 780 OPS this year between low and high A got better at high A as a 19 year old. Yeah. Eight, 860 OPS in 20 games in high A as a 19 year old. That's pretty freaking good. Underrated guys that you saw. What do you like? Ronnie Simon Rays. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with Ronnie. I don't know if you saw I much of him. Don't know that name. 25 pumps this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what levels, if you could dig that up, but um, this dude's small. He's like 5'10", 160 pounds. Maybe he's put on a little bit more weight than maybe he's 170. He is really interesting. Switch hitter. He can motor. His defense is good up the middle. And there's a lot of power there for, for a compact frame. He's only 22. He has barreled some baseballs that... They come off his bat and I like double take like that was Ronnie Simon. He hits the ball really, really hard. 90th percentile exit velo of almost 103 miles an hour this year. He has hit balls over 430, 440 feet for how compact he is. That's really impressive. And you're seeing all the other tools kind of make their way into the game as well. Aggressive approach did him in this year. 35% chase rate seems much more under control in the fall league. And even with that high chase rate, didn't strike out that much. I think that's really why his OPS was, was lower because he slugged. He he hit for a decent average, just didn't walk whatsoever. Ronnie Simon is going to be one of my favorite breakout candidates. I think for next year, this dude has a wild MILB page, um, <laughs> switch hitter. Uh, I assume he's not five, nine, one fifty anymore. <laughs> no, I think he's like five ten, one sixty five ish. He's not that much. Really, he's not big. Okay, interesting. Um, five nine, one fifty is a twig, absolute twig. Um, but this guy's already been traded twice. He was signed internationally by the Cubs. He was the player player to be named later in twenty twenty in the Andrew Chafin deal from the Cubs to Arizona. Spent last year in Arizona. And then this offseason, he was a straight-up trade from Arizona to Tampa for Jordan Luplo. <laughs> this year, between high A and double A, Ronnie Simon at a 782 OPS. I'm telling you, he's he's in an approach improvement away from having a really freaking good year. Uh, with the bat, the bat speed is crazy from both sides. He's fast. He's got a lot to like here. And I, I was not expecting to like Ronnie Simon this much. Damn. Interesting. Okay. Uh, there was another guy who was just like, he's almost like an upgraded version of um, Duplantis or like uh, Jake Mangum. Uh, Kendall, Kevin Kendall, right? Kevin Kendall. Yes, dude. Uh, loved him on the backfields before the season started. And then, and this is a Mets prospect. And then he missed the whole year with an injury. So now he's in the fall league to make up for lost time, bat and lead off and talk about somebody that's just a pain in the ass. Um, it's really short left-handed swing. Doesn't chase at all. Sprays the ball all over, can motor, can play almost every position on the field. 
this is the next like Louis Guillaume, I think, for the Mets. Really, I, I think he's a big leaguer. And that's the craziest part because no one even knows who he is. I don't think he's a top 50 prospect by anybody who even ranks that many in the Mets system. But for me, he would be because I, the floor is so high. He was had a phenomenal last year at UCLA that kind of earned him a little bit of prospect status there. But he, there were so many good prospects on that UCLA team. We've talked about that. And I, I, I really think this guy's just going to hit his way to the big leagues just by hitting for average, playing every position, stealing bases and doing all the little things that your classic utility guy does. Huh. How about that? Okay. Um, and then one other guy. Oh, you want to call your shot on a raise reliever, right? Oh yeah. Evan Ryford. <laughs> call <laughs> your shot. Evan Ryford. So th- I couldn't believe what I was watching here because he is by far the nastiest guy I've seen out here. Uh, and it's not really close. Right-handed reliever with the Rays. He's the next Rays reliever where we're like, where the hell did that guy come from? The yeah, slider they- is so Rays. It's so, so Rays. If you look at what he did this year on the slider, and I, I didn't know anything about Evan Reifert before I got here. Watched him pitch, then went back, dug up the data, and I was like, oh my goodness. He threw his slider 55% of the time this season, Jack. Opponents hit 075 against it. Yeah, that sounds very Tampa. 61 strikeouts and 80 at-bats. Oh. 61 strikeouts, seven walks on the slider. Oh. Uh, 83 miles an hour, disgusting, sharp, sweep, crazy break, 44% chase rate. Fastball is like fine in the mid-90s. It doesn't matter. You could throw the slider, I think, every single time. I, I was floored by Ryford. That's a big league reliever. I'd put my life on it. I'd put my life on it. Uh, he'll probably be up sometime next year. Yeah. Okay. Zach, Zach Geloff real quick too. Oh, Geloff. Yeah. Gamer. A's. Like th- that dude is just exudes big league as well. Uh, you know, I want to see the defense come, come along a little bit further. They got him at second. You can play third. Uh, he's good enough to be able to be a good defender, but above average speed, just one of those, it's cliche, but professional hitter. He's a professional hitter. It's the best way I can put it. I had uh, Kyle McCann. We had Kyle McCann on the show a couple weeks ago uh, from the A's catcher, catcher in the A's system. He said, Zach Eloff makes baseball look easy. And wow. man, did that resonate with me when I watched him play? He just, the, the game just seems to come a little bit easier to him. Cool. Um, anybody else? Who can I, we expect conversations with? I'm hoping to, to talk to Geloff in about 45 minutes here. So, uh, Trying to lock him down. Talk to him a little bit about what he's been doing uh, on the pitching side, real quick. Bailey Horn might might oh, try to yeah. grab him for a second. Bailey Horn, Cubs prospect, has been spectacular out here. Nine nine innings, no runs. Uh, Horn looks really good. Command has looked much much better. Uh, and I really liked what I saw from Colin Palouse, right-handed pitching prospect with the A's. He was fantastic yesterday as well. Uh, but in terms of who we can speak to, really would like to get get to go off, talk to him a little bit, hoping that I can talk to Lawrence Butler a little bit. And then Nick Gonzalez, maybe a few others. Uh, we'll see who's accessible today on the field, but looking forward uh, to catching up with some of these guys. Love that, man. Um, hey, how about, how about this tweet? And I'm not, I'm not a barstool guy at all. Uh, just, just to wrap up something fun for you. I'm not a barstool guy at all, but big cat, I think is hilarious. He's the best big, big cat tweeted this. Um, not prospect related, just if you guys, you know, want something to, uh, to quell your off day of the ALCS, I have a fix for the MLB playoffs after the Yankees got absolutely screwed last night. 
27 outs, no fielders. Teams team with the higher average exit velocity after 27 strikeouts wins. How the game should really be played. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I feel really bad for the Yankees between the roof and uh, the low exit velo homers. It just they just got screwed. Yes, that's a great tweet. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have a lot of those interviews kind of getting cut up for next week. Also, a lot more conversation about uh, everything I've seen and a little bit more to back it up. Follow along on Twitter and we'll have more long form interviews as well uh, with these guys coming up in the next few weeks. Also, as some of them I've been able to catch up with and, and talk to. And I'm like, man, I actually want to talk to you for more than five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so th- there'll be some long form interviews to look forward to as well. Ooh. Jack, thank you as always for walking through the fall league with me and I'm, I'm pumped to uh, wrap up this final day here. We'll do it again uh, on Monday or Tuesday. We'll talk Absolutely. about your final day of the fall league and, and that'll be that a whole bunch of conversations coming next week. I'll call up. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.